0: Welcome everybody to Sippin' and Shipping. I'm your host, Brian Weinstein. We'll be kicking it here every other Thursday, quenching your thirst for an insider's take to enhance your customer's experience. Grab your drink of choice, kick back, it's Sipping and Shipping time. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Sippin' and Shipping. I'm your host, Brian Weinstein. And keeping me company, keeping me real, and just keeping this flowing along is Kalen Postal.
1: Hey, Brian, how are you? Yeah, Skim Shady. Doing
0: well. So, yes, we have our very own whiplash. Sean Kim, a.k.a. the real Skim Shady with us this week to talk parcel because it's that time of the year. We are coming up to Cyber Week, which is the most anticipated. uh, I guess the one that everybody is most intimidated by. We're excited. We're nervous. And Sean, he's got his ear to the rail on the key component, which is, is the parcel going to make it?
2: Welcome, Sean. It's going to get delivered. Thank you. Thank you very much. I have been waiting for this invite for months now. And uh, when I finally got the call, I was like, yeah, baby, it's time. (laughs)
1: What a better time, right? Cyber 7, you're not busy at all.
2: Absolutely. And you know what? Parcel is sexy, so.
0: <laughs> exactly right. And, and you know what? We, we knew, Caitlin and I, we've got, we, we had a plan. It was, we are going to save the best for last, because I think this is going, maybe our last episode of the year. We might do a little bit of a recap, but we knew that this coming up is going to be a critical time for, you know, we talk about and to a lot of brands, a lot of entrepreneurs, a, a lot of people that are in our space e-commerce fulfillment out to the consumer and this is going, they're, they're nervous, right? I mean, do they have a right to be? Rightfully so, you know, I mean uh, coming from the e-com
2: world. So, you know, I don't know uh, if everybody knows, but you know, my background, I come from the e-commerce space, not from the three PL logistics space, but purely from e-com. Usually I'm in the shoes or over at e-com companies Um, cut my teeth in e-commerce with uh, zappos.com. Amazon, a number of other uh, subscription and, you know, what I like to call traditional e-commerce companies. And, you know, the one thing I've learned in my, we'll call it almost 20 years now, I guess parcel is usually not um, given enough love or attention. You know, a lot of people just think about, okay, let's get the package out the door. Um, But, you know, when you work with uh, whiplash, one of the things you realize or we realize is that parcel is connected to everything, right? Because from our experience, the pure, the brand specific customer experience doesn't end when we ship the package, right? It ends when the consumer gets the package in their hands, they open it up and they're like, wow, this, you know, this product is awesome. This, you know, this brand, I love this brand and they got it to be super fast. Um, and now we're hitting a point where, you know, really like 60% of an e-coms business is done in, you know, these last couple months of the year and customer acquisition costs is expensive and, you're delivering an amazing experience and parcel is a big part of that. So should
0: people be concerned?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think people should be concerned just because of uh, you know just the amount of volume that's going through.
0: So this time one year ago today versus this time today, wh- when were you more concerned, last year or this year? Um, g- great question.
2: And I think uh, I'm going to say this year, I'm probably more concerned but not so much because I expect things to be worse. Last year, you know, with the whole pandemic, it was really a lot of unknowns, right? We didn't know how carriers were going to react to the pandemic. We didn't know how, um, you know, like what uh, people who work for these carriers in the sortation centers and the drivers, um, what they were going to do. Right, if if there was an outbreak, COVID outbreak, what happens to a particular sortation facility? Does the whole thing just go down? Um, and those are some of the things we did see last year. Yeah. Whereas this year, you know, with the with the vaccines out there and people taking, you know, being more cautious about safety protocols, I think this year should be better. But what I'm more concerned about this year is that you know all the carriers have put in significant infrastructure upgrades. They've invested a lot of money, and you know they try to get their processes down to make things better, to keep things more, uh, just moving packages moving. Um, but you know, some of the challenges we face this year that are a little bit different are labor, right? right. We have a large number of people who, uh, don't want to work or are not able to work. And that affects everything from sortation center again, down to the driver who's making the delivery.
0: And I have um, to imagine it's pure demand too, right? I mean, the volumes, even though the volumes were really jumped in 2020, 2021, those volumes have to be extremely high as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that was just, that's, uh, that's a great uh, segue because the second part of my concern is that what a lot of e-com companies learned last year is that they kind of missed the boat in terms of really maximizing uh, the peak season. Um, And this year, especially with, you know, some of the challenges in retail and supply chain, everybody's pushing more towards e-com, you know, for direct to consumer deliveries. And that's just, uh, really all we're seeing is increase in uh, volumes, package volumes, which leads into challenges of capacity, network capacity for each carrier. And, you know, I, I don't think that any particular carrier is going to be better off than any other carrier. Um, I think all carriers have, again, they've invested a ton of money and they put a lot of time into try to figure out how they can make things better.
0: Right. And so even though they've built this capacity, They still don't have enough labor and probably haven't built to the extent that e-commerce has exploded.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the labor labor crunch is definitely a concern. It's really about execution, right? Mm -hmm. So these companies have put in, again, new processes. They've put in some new solutions that they think is going to help with capacity issues this peak season. But the big question is, will it work? Right. And, And that remains to be seen.
0: Now, I know you put in extensive time with the carriers in the planning process. Are companies that maybe haven't put in that amount of time, are they going to be in trouble? If they didn't provide those forecasts, are they going to be in trouble with the carriers?
1: Yeah. And aside from forecasts, what did that planning look like?
0: The the
2: planning process was, it it was was a pretty extensive process. You know, we work with each of our Whiplash customers, the e-com companies who are doing direct consumer and really, we sit down with them and kind of understand what their marketing their acquisition plans are, what they think that they're projecting. And we really kind of look at from low, medium, high forecasts. And then based off of what they're forecasting, we kind of aggregate everything try to understand, you know, we talk about peak cutoffs, which I'm, I'm sure we're going to probably roll into here in a little bit too. And really, we're, we're working with our e merchants to understand what they're expecting, what they think is going to happen. You know, aggregate all that information to work with our carriers to figure out how many pickups, how many times a day uh, do we need pickups of, you know, ground, express, postal, you know, all the various types of uh, sortations there are. Uh, trying to understand and break it down. And, you know, we work with our customers to help them understand that capacity is, is there is going to be constraint. Um, fortunately, you know, we start the process as soon as we can, meaning when the carriers are ready to do it and we hit it hard. Uh, because we want to try to get up, take up as much of that capacity as we can. The approval process is going to go, uh, for that capacity is going to go really, you know, first come first serve. Um, and so we, we try to do the best we can to reserve all that, that capacity and the trailers.
0: So for, for the brands that are thinking about juggling around into the different channels, so does that present an issue? So should people be reacting and saying, Hey, I'm hearing, you know, uh, provider X in their ground is not go. So let's shift over to provider Y and, and it, it, does it make sense or should they kind of let it because things are going to change so quickly on a daily basis?
2: Yeah. I think, the, probably the, the, you know, the advice that I give, um, our customers the most is don't panic. Right. Because just because you see some behavior right now where a delivery might be getting delayed in certain networks, don't panic and try to change. Because whoever has done peak planning with the carriers for our customers, as well as like, you know, uh, customers who aren't whiplash customers or merchants who aren't whiplash customers, um, those capacities reservations are they're locked and loaded. Right. Right. So let's say, for example, someone decides they don't want to ship UPS and they want to ship FedEx that panic move could end up causing more problems because UPS isn't aware of those capacities and FedEx isn't aware of that, that boost in capacity. Again, I'll I'll just go ahead and say from a delivery side of things, FedEx and UPS are not going to be extremely different. Both are going to have challenges. They're going to be different challenges um, as we go through this peak season. And yeah, I would say try to stick to your guns and have faith.
0: Yep. And so in terms of the challenges, do you see the challenges being more upfront where, you know, pickups not being made daily or is it network related once it, it, but the pickups will be consistent, but it's network like what do you see that or is that different amongst the different carriers? Yeah, that, that, that's a
2: great question. And I think that's where you start to see some variations between the various carriers, right? I won't name the specific carriers, but certain carriers are going to have more challenges with pickups. We saw this last year. They have a schedule of pickups. If the capacity goes over, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to be able to add more trailers just to add more pickups because everything's already been allocated. Certain carriers are going to have, they're going to be great at doing the pickups, but then kind of the, the first mile sortation is where the challenges come, right? Because now, They've picked everything up. They're like, okay, we have the packages. Now we got to sort all this out. And so you could end up seeing delays getting that first origin scan. But once I feel like once you have packages inside the network, carriers will start moving the packages very efficiently. Yeah. I think, I think it's really the first scan and kind of the, the final delivery scan. Those are the biggest challenges. i think that's
1: definitely an opportunity for merchants to just communicate with the end user right because so many people they place their order they get the tracking number it doesn't show up we've done our job as the warehouse we hit our sla they don't get the first scan and now they're getting flooded customer service calls where's my package this is just the beginning this is just the iceberg like be easy communicate it's something that we hear it's been a consistent theme across the episodes i mean what better way to plan than to let the folks know i mean we saw it last year i'm sure we're going to see it again sean 100%.
2: I mean, absolutely. Right. I mean, it's one of those, I recommend don't panic, figure out whether you have a direct relationship with carrier or you're working through, you know, a third party logistics company like Whiplash. When you start to see these inquiries tick up where you're not, you know, customers are calling you and, you know, I'm not seeing an origin scan immediately reach out to your contact. Right, So for Whiplash, that would be myself, for someone on my team, um, reach out because we have ways of trying to figure out where those packages are, right? At Whiplash, we are tracking every trailer that leaves every single one of our facilities. And we're doing our best to work with the carriers to understand, um, get a status of where are those trailers, you know, in terms of sortation, if it's the first mile, then we're, we have the ability to get an idea, a sense of, uh, like last year, what we saw, we saw trailers going to one facility or one sortation facility. And then that sortation facility was just, you know, overcapacity. So they moved the trailer to another facility. Um, and you don't see that on the scans, but we're able to let, you know, our, our uh, e-commerce merchants know about that. And they can start relaying that message to consumers, um, their customers. And, you know, it's not the best message in the world, but at the same time, uh, you know, unfortunately, direct consumer companies have to be aware, be prepared to be able to communicate that bad news and put the best foot forward to say, we're doing everything we can. Yeah. To try to figure out where the package is
1: saying something is always better than saying nothing, even if it's not the best news, right? Like you yeah. got to, you have to address it.
0: I was going to say the same thing. You know, it's, it's, it's when things are invisible and the customer doesn't know Imagining. and they're scratching their heads. And I, I'll, I'll just relay a story without mentioning the brand It was, you know, my, my, my son had bought for his girlfriend product like on black friday cyber monday he had no visibility there was no communication and this is a major major brand like a one, one everyone knows and and that he got a not even a week before christmas he got a, he got a message that like one of the f- six items were shipping and the rest of them were all not making it out. And now that wasn't a carrier issue, by the way, that was, that was actually a brand issue, but still it's the same. It's the same, right? If you're, if, if people are communicating with you and saying, Hey, listen, your package has been shipped, there's delays in the parcel carrier, but you'll get it. And here's yeah. the tracking number. And we expect this to, to, you know, we'll give you you know more updates every day, but we expect this to be delivered by the 12th of December, even though you ordered it the 1st of November, uh, the 1st of December, at least they have visibility and then right. they're not panicked that they need to run to the store and go buy another gift for somebody, you know, somewhere else because they have that. I, I think that's key. Sean, yeah. how, how are you, how are you communicating out to the customers? Is there a constant flow of communication? Is that on a, on a, an ad hoc sort of need basis as, as problems arise, or is there just a, a full communication?
2: Uh, we definitely try to communicate as best, you know, as much as possible when we start to hear about certain challenges. There are certain things like, for example, if uh, a truck breaks down, right, which leads to a delay that we don't hear about it until days, weeks, if we even hear about it at all. Right. Um, sure. You know, and, and so there, there are challenges like that. But when we hear about major uh, issues like sortation centers going down or sortation centers being completely overcapacity, then we tr- try to you know, we do, we put our best foot forward ourselves and we try to work with our carrier partners and try to understand like, okay, what can we do to help you with this situation? They're going to do what they can to to manage the situation. But from our side of things, we'll look at creative solutions. We'll say like, should we inject into a different rotation facility? Right. Should we, you know, should we work? Can we get that trailer moved over to a different facility, you know, to a different rotation center? Maybe it's in the next city over. It's, you know, maybe a couple of states over where it might lead to a day or two extra in transit. But we know that that's going to be faster in terms of processing and offer delivery. We, we work very close with our carrier partners to be much a part of the solution as they are and not just trying to point the finger at them and say, like, you guys need to figure this out.
0: Yeah. You, you know what I know is an as an organization, we focus on this a lot there's no sense of finger pointing. It's wasted energy, right? right. It's all about coming up with a solutions collaboratively. Right. And, and, you know, and, and that's, you know, we talk about this a lot, Sean, with you, how you partner with the carriers. I mean, there are, there are partners at the end of the day, we need to work together to to ensure a smooth experience and a very transparent experience. Cause I think that's, that that's so critical to the relationship.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, one of our core values, uh, as you guys know, is is empathy. Right. And so, Empathy is, is not just internally. It's not just, you know, with our uh, prospects or customers, it's across the board. It's all the partners. Everybody is part of the solution that we call customer experience, brand specific customer experience, right? And we have to empathize with them. And we hope that through empathy, they will be transparent with us and give us information so that we can help them with solutions. So.
1: So customer experience, we talked about what the distributors the three PLs have done, what the carriers have done to prepare end users, maybe I'm throwing this question in selfishly because I want to know if I'm ordering today, Sean, what is your recommendation? Do I spend that extra? Do I bite the bullet? Do I finally pay for shipping? Do I pay for the expedited shipping? Is it a waste of my $10 or should I just go ahead and do it?
2: So if I had one piece of advice for consumers, buy early and you know, comfort your expectations because I know every merchant out there, you know, for consumers, they have to understand that, these merchants don't want to slow down or they don't want, you know, the experience to be negative. They're very mindful of it. They should be mindful of it. And when things go bad and packages, you know, get lost or they get delayed, the merchants are very much panicking as much as, you know, or upset as much as the consumer is. Um, You talked about customer
1: acquisition, right? Like what better way to blow it than, you know, at the hands of the carriers. Yeah. 100%. Right. I mean, and
2: so, that's a big challenge, but I, I say, uh, order early. Don't wait till the last minute. And yeah, really, really temper those temper expect-
1: expectations. Yep. hundred yeah. percent. All right. So I guess I have to go home and start ordering gifts then.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and The other thing too, for consumers, as well as for, for the merchants is porch piracy this year is just this time of year is just absolutely brutal. Right. And so, you know, carriers, they have to unload these packages. They have to, uh, deliver them. Now, they may not deliver the packages if they know an area, a neighborhood is is known for high theft. If they're aware of that, they're not just going to leave the package. But if an area is traditionally or is usually known not to have high theft, you know, the, the carriers are going to do that. But some of these areas that are not known for high theft are also where some of these porch pirates this time of year are really target. You know, we had a customer who's had packages delivered to Beverly Hills. You wouldn't think that Beverly Hills would have porch piracy problems, but they're there. So you know, advice for consumers is to really monitor that tracking, get an idea of you know, look for that alpha delivery scan. Um, this is what I do personally myself, and really kind of you know, everybody kind of has an idea of when they know FedEx ground or UPS ground, you know, is going to be del- when they generally deliver, kind of the time frame in their neighborhood, right? And be aware that if you know your ground delivery is usually around six p.m. Uh, be there waiting for that delivery to happen and, and get that package right away. Yeah. It, get, it's, get, it's your just, get your it neighbors on board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we've, we've done a significant, we we've made a significant effort um, this year from a partnership side of things uh, to partner with some insurance companies, parcel levels insurance companies to work with our customers and give them a, you know, an economical solution to offer insurance to consumers you know and for themselves so when a package you know it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when you know when packages disappear that you know they're able to cover uh the cost of that not just the trend, you know the parcel side of things the shipping side of things but also the goods cost of goods as well Porsche piracy is is on the rise it's going to continue to rise and uh consumers can you know can really help themselves as well as the entire you know process from checkout to delivery by knowing when that delivery is coming and and being there for it, exactly, exactly,
0: and damn it, if you see something, say something. Exactly. So, Sean, if we're looking at cutoff times, and I guess let's start for ground. So what are the published cutoff? Let's go with the big three. Let's go FedEx, DHL, UPS. What are the three ground cutoff times for those three?
2: Yeah, so there's, you know, you can go look at each of the respective sites and they set up cutoff, you know, cutoff times based off of what their average transit times are, right? So if you look at like UPS ground and FedEx ground, they average usually two to five days transit, right? Anywhere in the US. Um, With the COVID, uh, you know, whole pandemic, they've been adding a plus one. So you're really looking kind of like three to six days, right? And so, you know, carriers are going into the peak season kind of with that mindset saying, okay, if you're trying to order by Christmas, uh, you have up to six days beforehand. Now, I've been doing this a long time to know that's taking a big risk, Okay. right? So at Whiplash, we um, offer much more conservative cutoff times. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've posted a blog post on it. Um, and I, I'm sure we can, we can get that a link to that blog post shared out, but you know, we, we try to be pad that cutoff by a few days. Okay. Um, but I, I tell you, you know, uh, for direct to consumer merchant, as you start moving deeper into December, I recommend transitioning more into the air network right? Just start shipping it. Yes. It's going to cost, it's going to be more expensive. You know, it's, you're going to feel it a little bit, but it's going to be it, the difference between the ground shipping and air shipping compared to your cost of acquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, and compared to how much support you're going to deal with, with packages, you know, where's my package inquiries. Um, and the work that you're going to have to put into work with carriers, try to track down where these packages are it's just so much better. It's just gonna lead to a better experience. And, you know, who knows, you're probably gonna wow your customers uh, when they like, hey, I ordered, you know, I was expecting ground, but you put it in the two-day network. Um, Carriers are gonna focus more on their air networks, the express networks. And, you know, most of the time, these consumers are gonna get their packages in two days and they're gonna say like, holy cow, that was awesome.
1: Yeah, pick where you're gonna pay and lead with positive, right? Why not? Exactly. So along those lines,
0: how confident are you in the in the air network's ability to handle a shift of capacity in in there into that network
2: i think one thing that all merchants and consumers need to understand is carriers will prioritize air first they're going to prioritize the air network first if you have a package that needs to go overnight that package is most likely going to get there overnight mm-hmm. same with two day those are going to be the highest priority the second priority is going to be ground right? So if the express network, uh, air network starts to hit capacity, some carriers may shift resources from ground over to the air network to help with, you know, deliveries to help with sortation, it happens. And then the third, I'll say third and kind of the the pecking order is going to be the more economical services, like your smart posts, your sure posts, your any sort of hybrid solution. It's not the U S postal service necessarily. It's just, you know, the ground networks are going to take priority over those other services. Right. The less expensive it is, the slower it's going to be.
0: Yep. Good, fast, cheap, big two.
2: Exactly.
1: Okay. So we have Excellent. to pay for shipping folks, pay for the shipping, upgrade your shipping <laughs> order now, or we don't want to hear the complaints on the back. Order early. Order early.
2: Yeah. yeah and, and merchants, I know it's painful. I know it's painful to hear. Um, believe me, I've been there. I, 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 I know but this is a time of year where you want to really make an impression and a positive impression. And the last thing you want to hear is you ruined my Christmas. So,
1: Oh, you just said it. And I like, Oh, I feel like (laughs) (laughs) I felt it.
0: Kind of hurt. It did. It did. Right right to the bone.
2: Yeah. And and believe me, you're going to, you know, uh, you don't want to have, and and you don't want to say in hindsight, we probably should have just paid the extra five bucks to ship that, you know, air.
0: Yep. And and Sean, do you are, are, do you have a little bit more confidence in the carriers' air cutoff dates, or do you think you should kind of peel those back a day or two as well?
2: I, I do with with the air. Um, I think we've really only padded it by a day, uh, a day or two. Um, I, I have to look again. I think if it falls over on a weekend, you know, like let's say you order by Friday, uh, or you order on Friday. Nobody should expect that package to be out the door by Friday afternoon, right? Air cutoffs are generally a lot shorter because those packages need to hit the uh, various rotation facilities, um, need to be uh, put onto trucks and then taken straight to the airport, right? To be put on commercial airlines off to its destination. So cutoffs are much earlier. I would say, I think we padded maybe one or two days uh, for air. Whereas ground, I think we put in about four. Amazing.
0: There, there's no more time to think time to read and react as they say.
2: Yes. And it, I, I can't express, you know, emphasize this enough. Don't panic. Don't tr- don't start shifting things around between different carriers because again, all it's going to do is going to lead to capacity issues. You know, if UPS isn't aware that you shipped some FedEx volume to them, uh, they can't react and vice right. versa. You, right. you, it's just, uh, stick to your guns and, you know, make the best of it.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's when a directions app starts routing you around something and they start routing all these people around and you have another traffic jam, you know, uh, off the off the path. Yeah. So the, the, the way too early to predict prediction, are we having the same conversation in 2022? Assuming that the volumes in the e-com continue to increase as they have been, do we still have the same problem, or are the providers straightening out their networks, or are there newer players entering the field? Oh, I wasn't expecting that. that. Oh, but I'm dumb.
1: Same conversation, uh, different factors.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think in 2022, supply chain, all the challenges with the supply chain are going to become much bigger issues. You know, mm-hmm. we're going, with, we have supply chain issues right now. Yep. Uh, I, I know a lot of merchants who are expecting a huge peak season you know, their inventory is still sitting on in a container, Mm -hmm. you know, off, you know, off the shore trying to get it to the port. I think we're going to see more of that in 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's going to really temper the volume and capacities. And I think carriers are going to continue to invest. And we have a few things up our sleeves, which not going to disclose just yet, but we have a few little things up our sleeves. We're already preparing for 2022 peak. Nice. So I'll just go ahead and say that we're ready to prepare. Jim Shady
0: throws out a teaser. Look at that.
1: <laughs> He just wants another invite back on. <laughs> <laughs> He's already booked Hello. for this time next year. Yeah,
2: exactly. Amazing. This whole thing, it's a collaborative effort, right? I mean, it's working with our business development team, working with our operations team, our support team, and trying to understand, you know, what are the problems that we've faced so far this year? what problems do we think we're going to face in the peak season and what can we do to prevent or, you know, avoid these situations um, or at least have some redundancy. Right. And so we're going to have some new stuff next year.
0: Amazing. He's going to let that hang out. That's just going to hang in the air now, <laughs> Sean, listen, man, I, you know, you know, I love you. We, we, we get to unfortunately, we didn't get to see each other for a while. Now we're back to being able to, to connect in person. Uh, Looking forward to next month. I think we're going to see each other next month. Uh, Really appreciate you coming on and, you know, imparting your wisdom and knowledge to the, to our audience. Um, And thanks. And we'll, we'll have a drink over this uh, in in a few weeks. All
2: right, Caitlin. What was that? Three months over now. Nice. I, I may break that just for you. Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> Don't make thank promises. You. Don't
2: make promises. It's sipping and shipping, right? And so uh, Exactly right. Yeah. Hey, hey, thank you guys very much. I, I really love uh, this podcast and super excited to be a part of it. So thank you.
0: Awesome. All right, Caitlin, you want to take us out?
1: Sure. Thank you, Skim Shady. Always a pleasure. Thank you guys, everyone, for tuning in. Check us out every other Thursday at SippinAndShippin.com on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, We'll be back, not next Thursday, but the following Thursday with our end of year recap episode. Thanks, everybody.
0: All right. Uh, Take care. Thank you. Take care.